hello everyone um welcome to our episode four genesis podcast i'm your host daniel and we have our wonderful guest andy hello 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 andy would you like to say anything or introduce yourself uh, uh hi i'm andy um i'm an adult leader in genesis ah okay so what is your role as like an adult uh leader in genesis like what do you usually what are your train of thought when like you know going to genesis um i think over the last few years i've focused a lot on the worship ministry and um that's mm -hmm. been a big part of what i've been doing and um i think also helped out with the prayer ministry and that's like the main things that i do uh, I think uh, moving on to how I n came to know you, I think the first time I ever saw you was like as the guitar guy for worship. <laughs> you know, I just, it was like, yeah, because I used to play, well, I am, I still am playing guitar, but, and then I'm, and I see you in worship, I'm like, oh, that's pretty good playing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I remember think you wanted to join worship like when you were in grade eight um yeah i think that was my first time meeting you and you coming in and, and learning and playing it was a good time back when we were in person <laughs> wait i think it was also another time we met in softball yes like probably you were there. yeah probably you know i i show up to softball here and there um so I think so. You're, you're, I think thinking back, it was probably one time where you were still too young to play, but you showed up. Oh, right. Up. Yeah, I showed up during uh, softball meet, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Pretty fun times in <laughs> softball. Yeah. What do you do as a job like now? Uh, I'm an analyst at a hospital. Uh, I work uh, in a downtown hospital, and I do a lot of analysis to make sure things are going well at, at the hospital. And over the last year, given the current situation, um, I guess I've been brought into a lot of interesting projects because of that. Um, but that's pretty much what I do. I problem solve at the hospital. Is it like, I guess, different because of uh, the current situation now? Oh yeah, uh, the, the pandemic definitely has a huge impact on my work, uh, both like going fully remote and then um, also the, the nature of the projects that I'm doing. Uh, I think a lot of what I used to do when I was in person was meeting people, gathering feedback, and then presenting um, maybe some recommendations or some solutions to people. Um, and so it, often it involves a lot of interactions with people. Um, but with the pandemic, all of that had to move online. So it's uh it definitely impacted the way i had to work uh so you had like it was like harder to, yes to make contact and do like talking with other people yeah yeah for sure um i guess how did you come to uh serve uh in your role in genesis so coming to genesis was something that i wasn't like fully planning on doing it wasn't like, oh, uh, I want to serve in the church. And then um, Genesis is something that I was gravitating towards. I think it was more 
the timing of everything just affirmed that this is where God was guiding me. I think looking back, it was I was finishing my undergrad and then I was figuring out what I wanted to do or where I was going. Um, I applied to one job and I applied to one grad school, which is uh, what people usually don't recommend in terms of approaching a transition. And not only did I apply to only one grad school, I applied to a grad school program that I had no background in. Oh. And so um, it was it was a pretty like out there shot at figuring out whether I, I can or can be accepted into this program. But, it, it, you know, a lot of things happened. And I think it was affirming that God wanted to, me to be in the city in Toronto and with that uh, and with the flexibility that grad school grants me um, I was able to dedicate time into ministry and then the the first one that um, I guess reached out and asked if that's something that I wanted to do was was Genesis so they reached out oh. and then um, asked if I wanted to be here so I guess like they reached out to you first, like, like, and then you had the extra time. It was just like, I wouldn't say a coincidence, but like part of God's plan. Yeah. I wouldn't like, say yeah. it's a coincidence, but I think, you know, the Genesis leaders at the time knew that I was coming back because I did keep in contact with a lot of them just because, um, there are a lot of them are my peers and, um, I I wasn't certain about where I was going to be, but before I had an idea of exactly where I was going to be, um, I was already approached and started thinking about it. So, yeah, I think all all of that culminating to me being here. Mm, very very interesting. Um, I guess what was your experience um, growing up in Genesis as a student, and then I guess becoming. Uh, becoming a leader in Genesis. Uh, so as a as a student, I I had a lot of fun in Genesis. So, like thinking back to high school, um, I think Genesis was probably one of my highlights. Like Friday nights, it was something that I looked forward to. Um, yeah, like after after school on Friday, I would, you know, either grab a snack, take a nap, and then get ready for Genesis. That's like my my routine. And getting into going to Genesis and showing up in in the room with with the people that I'm familiar with, with my cell, with my cell leader, and all of these people, I think was has always been a highlight for me um, over high school. And a lot of it was, it was a place where I didn't have to worry about anything. Uh, I didn't have to worry about school. And, you know, uh, a lot of times I was able to connect with the friends that I, I bring um, or the friends that show up. My year in particular had a very, very small cell. Uh, oftentimes we'd only have two to three people plus our cell leader. And so we got to know each other pretty intimately. Um, but that was also sometimes difficult because I also went to school with one of them. And um, yeah, it, 
overall, I think it was great. Compared to being an adult, there's like no responsibilities when you are a student in Genesis. And it's, uh, like, it's just like a, another friend group. It's like you can go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other people. But that's not to say like being an adult leader is not fun. I think there's <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, particularly, I think seeing students eager to jump in and take initiative and then you know whether they're fully prepared or not i don't i don't think is a major issue but just the joy of seeing them wanting to try something and then jumping right in i think has been is is really really fun as an adult that i never got to see as a student like even though the leaders tried a lot of new things i didn't see it from that perspective I just got to experience it, right? But then yeah. now that I'm on the other side, is um, yeah, it's, it's that's probably the most fun part. I think like Genesis is like, uh, from what I heard, is like Genesis is very different from before. Yeah, it's like much smaller, and I think it only started in grade nine from instead of like grade seven, I think. Yeah, so back then it only started in grade nine. It was a high school only, and around. When I joined, the first retreat I went to only had about 20 people. Um, just for reference, the most recent one before the pandemic, we had about 50 people show up. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so the, that's the big size difference. But it's interesting you bring that up because I actually started going to Genesis in grade 7 when I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, uh... I guess I went to summer camp with it at Grace and then ev everyone I knew I met there was in high school already. And so I was actually invited to Genesis through the summer camp, but I was only in grade seven going to grade eight. Um, but they just oh. allowed me to s stay on. It was, uh, it was very interesting. So I guess you're like, maybe they might've gotten the idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know, no, no. I think <laughs> a lot of different reasons why um, Genesis now includes grade seven and eight. Uh, but at that time, it was really just a matter of how did I end up being at the church and how did I end up being connected to people? It really didn't make sense to separate me from the people that I connected with and put me into footprints. And not uh, to say anything wrong with footprints, it's just because of how I got connected with the people. And that's why I just stuck with it. Uh, so you're able to, I guess, get into Genesis with like other people you knew. Yeah, like, and some of those people school. are other Genesis leaders now, like John, uh, Jess. Uh, both of them were Ooh. in Genesis at the time when I came in, and they're both older than me. So. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's like going into Genesis with like older, I guess. Um, it doesn't really make that big of a difference or you wouldn't feel it as much mm -hmm. if you were like in Genesis rather than in school because in school you learn different things. Mm -hmm. But then like in Genesis, I guess it's just, you know, they're their friend. So you're able to like just hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I guess we could talk about um, any pets you had. I think it was like some cat noises in the background. <laughs> I think about your cat. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I own a cat. I've had this cat for a very long time. Her name is Maggie, and um, she's been very vocal lately, so that's why she's joined us. Yay. <laughs> um, I guess you could tell us about uh, when or, yeah, when you decide to get Maggie um, and, like, is why or how. Um, so I got Maggie. So we are, we got Maggie as a family. Um, I want to give a year, but really bad with years. It was about 15 years ago. Ooh. It was about 15 years ago. I only know because we got her when she's three and she's now 18. Um, Math. yeah. So we moved here and then I think about a year or two into it. Someone that lived in our town home complex was leaving Canada. So they were actually a missionary family uh, leaving and they had a cat and we knew them because they were part of AGC. Um, And so through some connections, we, we, we knew that they were leaving and then we got connected. They lived like three doors down. And then at that time, Maggie was three years old. And so we decided to keep Maggie uh, because we've, we had cats before. Uh, and this time, because they're leaving and then we didn't have a pet yet moving here. And that's um, how we got Maggie. Uh, so I guess they were unable to, like, you know, bring it with them and take care of it. Yeah, they weren't able to move with the cat. And so they left Maggie behind and we took care of her. Uh, I guess, um, what is having a cat like? Were, like, were you like a, like very interested in having a pet? Like, were you like a cat fanatic? Or <laughs> is <it> just like <laughs> Some people will call me a, a cat fanatic or a cat man. But I think, um, so I grew up with a cat. So coming to, oh. before coming to Canada, I actually had a cat since... I want to say when I was in grade like one or two. So we had two cats before. And um, when I first got the cat, the cat was like maybe half my size. I was, you know, I was a kid. And like this fully grown cat is is pretty big. Um, And I was terrified of cats. But then over time, I grew to really, really like cats because I think one of the best thing about cats is that you don't have to walk them you don't have to do too much you just let them out they do their own thing they tell you when they're hungry they tell you when you know things need to be cleaned um yeah they're pretty self-sufficient as pets and so that's what that's why i like cats more than dogs i know that's a very contentious topic um might but, save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is the... Um, and, and Maggie, I think, particularly is a very friendly cat. She'll, like, for a long time, every time we come home, she would come to the door and, like, kind of welcome us, but not really because she's a cat, so she would just stand there. Um, but she likes to be with people, and it's not just, like, standoffish. So every cat is very different. I've met cats that... Like hate people they will just hide in a corner all day um so you you don't always get very friendly pets when you get a cat but 
we got lucky with Maggie, I guess. It's like very lucky to get uh, Maggie the cat. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess uh, talking about uh, yes, your cat, uh, the companion. Um, could you, I think, talk about uh, Miga? Um, <laughs> I guess your relationship with uh, Miga, and I guess how um, how you met her. <laughs> how did I meet her? Ah, uh, that's that's a good question. <laughs> We met when we were in grade nine in high school fellowship. That's how I met her, um, and we were friends. And that's the story of how I met her. I don't. I don't know if there's um, <laughs> anything else I can add. But was it like Genesis? Fellowship no, or no, no, no. It was no. a different church. It was at it was at school. So oh. we had, at our Thornhill Secondary School fellowship is the first time oh, we the met each other. Fellowship. Yeah. How'd your relationship go with me, guy? Because I guess it's very different for many people. Um, yeah, very different. We we started dating in grade twelve, and then uh, we are recently engaged. And so it's um and over those years, there's been times when I was out of town. There's time when both of us were out of the country. So a lot has happened, and um. Yeah, through it all, I think there's a lot of opportunities for us to grow independently and also with each other. And so it's been a, it's definitely been a journey. Um, I guess um, on the topic of like your school fellowship, I guess, is, is there any uh, advice and like, I guess, in a dating life or in a relationship, I guess, keeping it um, godly and like honoring him? Um keeping a relationship godly i think just as a, a general uh advice is don't take general advice for relationships because <laughs> 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 i i think what i've seen and just not just myself just from the people around me is every relationship is very different uh you know two individuals like from person to person there's already so much variability about you can't like generalize it yeah it's very hard to generalize something as as big as relationships especially the way that christians view relationships and how it has the goal of ultimately marriage and so marriage being something that is very um i guess a, a goal that is set not on everybody but um, it has a very defined purpose. Um, so I, I think um, in terms of... It'll like carry. Yeah, I, I think in terms of how God and how two individuals come together and, and talk about relationship, it's very hard to generalize and say, like, you need to do point A, point B, and then, like, your relationship will be good. I think um, there are general ideas that you can follow, like communication. Um, but in terms of focusing on God I think that the biggest thing and, and the really the easiest thing to do is praying together I would say um, okay. um, I think prayer is a great great medium for us individually to approach God and also for uh, two people to approach God together and that's really what our relationship is about is not just about the two people and so 
the practice of prayer, I think, is uh, important. Yeah, I think that's like very inspiring for like, um, especially in a Christian uh, lifestyle. It's、mm-hmm. like how to approach it. Yeah, and honestly, sometimes it's hard to pray together, just because there will be times when tensions are high <laughs> or there's like conflict.、Um, and the idea of prayer is you really have to practice. Humility to pray together. Like you、mm-hmm. can't hold any of the things that causes conflict when you go into prayer together. So you kind of forced to deal with and、um, confront all of the things that are stopping you guys from praying together. So yeah, yeah.、Um, maybe that's very, very humbling.、Uh, I guess on the topic then. Um, for me and you,、uh, how is I guess being engaged in your adulting life has been like with your house? <laughs> it's been it's been interesting, especially in the pandemic.、Um, there's a lot of things we hope we can do,、uh, but we s- still don't know whether we can do it,、uh, just because of the situation we're in. I think we're hopeful in general,、um, but also mindful of what could and what may happen. And yeah, and and that puts a bit of stress into the situation. But I think、um, it it's been a good experience learning to rely on God and respond to each situation as they come instead of setting. An expectation, and and then striving for it because it's just、yeah. really really hard to do that right now. Say like we have a certain way we want our ceremony to be, and a lot of things could happen where it just doesn't work out that way. And so,、um, really, a, an exercise of trust through this whole process. So,、mm. it's like yeah, you have to like. I think for like many people, it was like very hard to just go through a pandemic, and then I think it's like especially hard, or、um, I guess different when transitioning, like through life during a pandemic.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's、uh, definitely different. It wasn't something that we were like anticipating,、um, like oh let's get engaged in a pandemic, right? Like, <laughs>、um, but I think for the two of us, we. Felt like it was the right time to take that next step in our relationship, and regardless of whether it's a pandemic or not, we、um, followed that call. And because like neither of us knew, you know, how long that wait is going to be, right, for the pandemic to be quote unquote over. Yeah. And so you know, if our purpose is to pursue that. Relationship, so that we can experience what God has in store and and share that with the people around us. Then waiting doesn't make sense. So that's why we decided、mm. to continue to pursue it. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of、um, wisdom to be able to work it out. <laughs> I don't know if it's wisdom. <laughs> definitely, you know, a, a lot of thought and just you know figuring out. 
whether this is something that we should do. Um, uh, I think talking on the topic of transitions, um, how is it growing up in Hong Kong and then eventually moving? Oh, I think I grew up in Hong Kong. I moved here in grade six. And so I was pretty young when I moved over. That was like 12 years, no, 11 years old, I think. I yeah, I was 11. Age. I was 11 when I moved here. And um, it was it was an interesting transition for sure because I, I don't think I was old enough to have like really established relationships yet. Um, I didn't have established like routines or anything. And so for me, it didn't feel like I was uprooted compared to... Um, maybe other people that have come at an older age um, and so but the life is very different um, you know first thing is just the density <laughs> Hong Kong is very dense and um, but I never felt like I was out of space so that was, that was a very interesting idea like even though yeah I have much more space here uh, not just in the home but also outside the home um I never felt like I didn't have enough space in Hong Kong. Um, I think one of the things is in Hong Kong, you can just do things very, very easily. Everything is very accessible. You know, you don't have to plan. Yeah, right? you don't have to plan your your bus route. You don't have to, you know, plan a few days in ahead and and see whether the bus is running. <laughs> um, and I think that's especially true back before the eras of the smartphone like when i grew up i had to call my friends home phones and ask to talk to them (laughs) and that's how we made plans and um in hong kong it was very easy we just call them and be like you want to meet here in like two minutes and that's what it is but here it's hey do you want to meet up like in a few days and like do you have a (laughs) ride how are you going to get picked up like all of those things have to be considered every time you go out here but in Hong Kong, like even a- as a grade five, like that's just not something that you have to worry about because everything is so close and everything is so accessible. So, so it's mostly like the spacing that you, I guess, took to notice, which is like really affected. Yeah. So even though like the physical space is less, your, your like immediate space that you can do things is bigger. Mm, I think that's like. Uh, something some people like might overlook like yeah being a dense space is not good but like you know you have like the immediate access to like certain things yeah I do. think I think it really depends on how like a city is planned you know there are very poorly planned cities where it's just cramped and then there are better planned cities where in the midst of that density there's there's purpose for it and then there's like amenities that are there to help so it's, uh, it's like all it's interlaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like urban planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are your first, uh, I guess, initial thoughts of uh, Canada, uh, like, other than, like, you know, the space? Um, I don't really remember what my initial thoughts were because I think I've, I've visited Toronto a few times just because my grandma oh. used to live here. And so... It wasn't extremely unfamiliar. I knew I had family here. Oh, um, so you already had family here. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I did. A few of my cousins are already here, and my and my aunts and uncles. So it wasn't like a totally unfamiliar place, but definitely a new setting. I think I I still remember the first time seeing snow. It was it was pretty magical. The snow of Canada. Yeah, because I always used to come in the summer, and so I've never experienced snow. And so that first winter when I was in school, and then it started snowing outside. It was it was pretty magical. Uh, yes, the snow, uh, Canadian winters. Yeah. Um, I guess what was your memories you had um as a child in Hong Kong? Um. Back in Hong Kong before I moved here, I just did. I swam a lot. I think that's why I remember how how easy it is to swim, like either in the swimming pool or go to the beach. Um, yeah, I, I love water, and I think that's like something that I always associate with Hong Kong, like being able to just go and experience the water very easily. And because like here in Toronto, like going to the beach is is a trek. Like you yeah. have to, you have to plan, and you have to. There's just so many things you have to, like, prepare for when you go to the beach, and there just aren't a lot of swimming pools that are available for you to like really enjoy a good swim, and so that's something that I I definitely enjoyed a lot when I was in Hong Kong. It's like you're able to access like water very, I guess, quickly. Yeah. Um. What What is the um, what is something you missed about uh, Hong Kong? Like after you moved, I after I moved, so thinking back, I guess to grade seven and eight, I I feel like I didn't actually like miss anything. It wasn't like oh, I want to go back to Hong Kong. I want to go back to Hong Kong. I've never had that desire. Um, I haven't gone back in a while, and I don't think I'm like I really want to go back. It's it's a good place, I love the place, mm. um, but if I had to put say one thing, for what I miss about Hong Kong, I think it would be like the street food. Um, uh. Yeah, it's just the street food is really really good. Not to say Toronto doesn't have good food. I think Toronto's like general food selection is very good, but things that are like cheaper and faster to eat, it's just so much better in in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like where, I guess the food that you grew up with is like, you know, what's your most, uh, I guess what you like the most in taste. Like just just the idea of getting a curry fish ball and like here, mm-hmm. where you're gonna get a curry fish ball? Like I don't even know where I can get one, but in Hong Kong you can just go down the street like. And, and it's right there. Find you, one. You'll just find one. You don't even have to know where to find one. You just smell it, and it's there. You don't, you, you don't even need a certain <laughs> Google Map. It. Exactly, it's just there, and like that is like the difference between, I guess, Hong Kong and here. You you just things are just there. You don't have to look for it. Uh, was there anything? Was there any initial thoughts before moving? Like, I think I was maybe a bit like sad that I was leaving a few of my friends but again I didn't have like really really deep relationships with them and so it wasn't like catastrophic to my (laughs) well-being but um, the good thing is because I didn't have too many friends I only had like a few I'm able to keep in touch with a few of them 
and even though like the last time I really spent significant time with them was in grade five there are a few friends that I always chat with when whenever I go back to Hong Kong or or anything mm-hmm. like that so um, that's definitely a blessing so so you still able you still have like you still have their contacts um, like up to like now right yeah 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 yeah. I still talk to them once in a while I'll send them a message but yeah how did you uh, I guess come to become a Christian so I grew up in a Christian family so both my parents go to church Um, but I don't think it was until I moved here that I started experiencing God differently um, I think you know, growing up in Hong Kong and going to church I went to a very small church I think it only had like 25 people <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I was one of like the four children and we all knew each other and the families are really close-knit and um, you know we, Sunday school was really just one person telling us Bible stories because that's four of you. yeah with the, to the four of us and it, it really felt like it was just something that we do on Sunday um, and whether I can't really tell you whether I think there's there was truth to what I was listening to but I did take it and it was something that I was familiar with like I knew the stories I knew you know I knew who Jesus was I knew who Moses was like all of these people that I, I knew like I know who they are I also went to a Christian elementary school and uh-huh. in religion class it was like so easy for me because I would have Sunday school and everything like they would talk about you, Bible verses they would talk about memory verses and I'd be like this is so easy you'd already know it <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> um, but I think I never question whether it was something that made sense for me or and I never and I was never like on the other end where it's like this doesn't make sense I don't want to follow it it was kind of just something that was happening like in my life something we just I guess know yeah and a... because I grew up with it and all, all, all of that right but I think moving to Canada gave me a chance to rediscover all of this for the first time because I had to learn all of it in a new language Oh, right. right. So I knew all the stories in Chinese, but then when I'm sitting here listening listening to a sermon or listening to whatever topic we're talking about in Genesis, all of these words, all of these ideas, all of these characters, they're all new to me just because they're new words, right? Yeah. Um, I sometimes might be able to connect it back to uh, the, the Chinese characters, but a lot of times they don't even sound remotely the same, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and so... I was given a chance to rediscover and relearn a lot of the things um, in English. And because of that, I had like a semi-fresh slate um, coming in. And I think that has a huge impact into, um, I guess, my faith development. Um, That even though, yes, I grew up in a Christian family, really before I moved here it was all of the experiences that informed me like all of the knowledge that I learned before it's not that helpful just because I don't I can't use it anymore and so uh, 
that transition to here and, and learning again, I think kind of sparked something in me where I, I gave it a bit more thought because then now I have a b bit more comprehension about what I'm listening to, right? Mm. Uh, not that I was, you know, smart in grade six <laughs> and like no theology or anything, but at that time, at least I had some comprehension skills to like process what I was listening to instead of just listening. Um, and so because it was new and it wasn't just like, oh, I've heard this before. And then it like kind of passes through my head. Um, I think that has a, had a big impact. And I think like I decided to commit and give my life to Jesus when I was in grade eight at a conference. And, um, yeah, it was, it was an experience. It was very interesting, um, that, you know, I was able to join a bunch of Genesis kids in grade eight to go to a conference. And, um, yeah, in that place, I actually like experienced some sort of a vision where like I wasn't able to stand up for a short while. And during that time when I wasn't able to stand up, um, I like just felt God's embrace. Like, and then after I felt God's embrace, I was like freed and I could like stand up again. And then I was like sweating. And then my friend was like, why are you sweating? Like, what are you doing? And uh, mm -hmm. it was very interesting experience. And like, that was the, 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 the moment I gave my life and became a Christian. But I think it's, it's not just that moment that it's like a switch. Yeah. I think that's kind of like what started my journey. And then you know, it's been up and down, but over the course of the last however many years, um, I've come to experience God differently, you know, through prayer, through the word, through my friends and um, through my peers. And so uh, it's been it's been something that kind of it's an ongoing thing where I continue to, to be more and more yeah. in tune with where God is and who, who he is in my life. I think like um, like learning a new language and like hearing certain stories or like partly understanding like you understand the meaning but not the words i think that's like uh something uh very interesting for mm -hmm. able to like re-look into something that you already i guess heard before yeah 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 i guess as work like i think you mentioned you work with like in the medical i guess area mm -hmm. like in analyzing could you like um i guess go into more of the engineering part of it <laughs> honestly i wouldn't call myself an engineer anymore <laughs> i i call myself a fake engineer because i don't engineer anything um but i think my education has kind of brought me here because um the my graduate program which I miraculously got into is just focused on healthcare operations. And because of that, I was able to get connected to, um, I guess the job that I am at right now. Um, and the, yeah. And, and just the whole, how I landed here itself is already a big testament of how God works and how he has a plan that's much greater than like what I can anticipate. And so, um, yeah, that's something that, you know, I can 
talk over and over again and about how God has been faithful in my own career. Uh, but even as I'm working, you know, I'm placed in a situation where I get a lot of opportunities to share about how faith is important to me. And, um, and my coworkers are, don't like shun me from, for sharing it, um, <laughs> which I know is a privilege because not every workplace is like that. And yeah, so I think I, when I can, I try to look for opportunities to share, but with the pandemic, it's actually been harder, right? Because back then yeah. when we're in the office, I would be able to connect and interact with my coworkers on a more regular basis. But now that we're um, virtual, we calls. really only talk to each other when we're ha we have to talk to each other in a meeting. And so because of that, like the purpose of every interaction is just a lot more strict and it's harder to have those like offshoot conversations. So, mm. yeah, like less interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever know or think that you're going to get into this area? Or, like, have a hint of it? No, I didn't. <laughs> like, even going into undergrad, I, like, had no idea what I wanted to do when I, like, finished it. Um, I just kind of went in. I was like, this program sounds cool. Like, these things I want to learn. I had, like, I really didn't think about what I wanted to do afterwards. I was like, these topics seem interesting, so I'm going to go in and study it. Um, uh, and I found out that even though the topics are interesting and I was genuinely very interested in all the things that I was learning. I was like, I don't want to do any of these things for a living. <laughs> and, and so that's, uh, that's kind of why I decided to apply for a grad program that I had didn't have background on. Um, cause I was like, I can't just keep doing what I'm learning. And so, yeah, yeah that's you the, just like looked into something else. Yeah, so I looked into something else. And, um, you know, it was definitely one of the selling points of being in going into engineering was that, like, you have lots of options after. I think it's it's a very interesting thing that some pretty, like, that's brought up in orientation for engineering. I don't know if they still bring it up. But back then they talked about how, like, a lot of engineers aren't, don't end up as engineers. And I'm like, thinking back I'm like why are you advertising this fact like it doesn't make sense <laughs> but for me that was like th that's great I can be whatever I want to be after because I don't know what I want to be right now <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah I think like nowadays it's like people could just end up becoming an engineer like people who have like PhDs yeah they could just go into engineering yeah, yeah. It's, uh, engineering is a very diverse field I think yeah I think it's uh, a very broad uh, spectrum of things you can go into yes, in being an yes, engineer. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, I guess jumping onto the topic of um, personalities, um, what is your, I guess, what is your personal, uh, what do you personally think your personality is <laughs> on the way other people perceive, perceive you? That's a very broad question, Daniel. Oh, it's um. Okay. Do you want to give me some options to pick from? Okay. Um. I guess. Uh. Looking into whether or not. Uh. I guess we'll go into like 
affecting your work, like your personality, I guess, like organization, <laughs> like in school, I guess, in person for that. So do you think, am I organized? Is that the question? Yeah. Do you personally think you're, I guess, organized, like uh, on top of things? I think like, I, I am mentally very organized. So like I have a pretty good idea of what I need to do and when I need to do it. But physically, I'm very disorganized. Um, you know, if, if you ever get a chance to come into my room or go into, like, my office desk, uh, you'd be like, is, does someone work here? Or, like, is it just a storage yeah. space? Um, <laughs> but somehow, I think I'm decently organized in my mind in that, like, like the physical clutter, I guess, just doesn't distract me. And, um, and I like, actually, I like to be organized. Um, but I think in my mind, I just look at the mess and I'm like, I know where everything is. So it's organized. <laughs> like that is my definition of organized. It's not like it needs to be visually everything in its place is more, I know every, where everything is. So mm, different, like different ways of perceiving what organization <laughs> Exactly. Is. Yeah. Uh, on the topic of personalities, like, are you? Like, what kind of person, I guess, do you think you are in terms of, like, um, it's not organization, but, like, do you want to be, like, have leeway for, like, a meeting? Or are you just, like, the person who, like, barely makes, well, not barely, who, like, makes it on the given time? Like, or do you want, like, some certain leeway? Um, uh, I'm, I feel like I like, I like to think that I'm, uh. Uh, the the on time type where I like I like to know when things happen and how long they last so that I can plan for the next thing ahead of time um, and so even within a meeting I would I like to know ahead of time what's being discussed so that I'm not just going in and thinking what are we doing here in the it's beginning like whatever happens just happens yeah and so i i like to have a good idea of what i'm doing in the meeting and so because of that i try to i'm more of the on time less leeway type because i would plan things to be pretty like tight on time mm. um so yeah yeah, I think it's, like, very hard to, like, give leeway if you have, a, like, a tight schedule or you want to be able to do, like, do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Okay. Um, I guess, what are your three top favorite superheroes? And this does not, uh, what was it? It doesn't limit into, like, I guess, fake superheroes, if you know oh, what I mean. Like, you I can, see. Like, people you can look up to. I like see. Superheroes. I see. Oh, that's that's a tough question because I think like there's just so many superheroes in the media, and I'm ingesting a lot of entertainment uh -huh. that's related to superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I would like I would like to think that I have like a. Like non, a top three? yeah, I like a top three, yeah, and like I would like to think I have like a real life superhero, but at this moment I can't really think about it. It's just, 
I'm sure I'm sure there are a lot of people that I, I look up to in terms of like their accomplishments and stuff but mm. um, so I'm gonna stick with fiction okay. <laughs> uh, right. I I've always loved spider-man uh, because of how he he's very innocent in his like approach to being a superhero mm. like he doesn't think about like oh what what does he need to do and that that's often his downfall right he doesn't think about the consequences mm. he just goes in and he he has a very like instinctive. very yeah very instinctive very good set of morals that drive his instincts mm. but because of that that's like often leads to situations where um you know it it, it causes him trouble and then his instincts need to get him out. Yeah, and so, but I think the expo- like the I how witty he is is all is something that I I really like about Spider Man. Like he responds very quickly, and like that idea of responding with instincts is it's a very very cool. So definitely Spider-Man one of my top with his spidey instincts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. and I I would I would say Batman, which is probably the one of the other ones. Um, because he's he's just a genius, and he has this like unshaking, unshakable approach to his heroism. I'm Batman. Yeah, and like he, the way he wants to do something, he's gonna stick to it, you know. Um, and it's like well thought out, I guess. Yeah, very well planned out, and a very like meticulous in his preparation in everything so it's the complete opposite of (laughs) spider-man right no natural ability um very rich and (laughs) very well planned out and so like both ends of the spectrum i think are are, very interesting characters so um, i guess for like the two of them is there anything you could identify yourself with (laughs) or at least like uh, thinking of them uh, I don't know if I can identify with anything like I don't think I'm that I don't my, I don't think my instincts are actually that you know good and I don't think I planned that meticulously so I think I'm somewhere in the middle <laughs> if I were to put a spectrum on their like what makes them a superhero uh, you know I would like to respond and be be quicker and and be wittier but i think um being able to plan out and and see things be executed the way that you've planned it out is also very satisfying so um i wouldn't just want to be one it's I just think, like be one person yeah like I, it's not like i want to be batman because i think this the burden and, and the, the stress of being batman and the way that he approaches things is sometimes just you know you don't have to be so uptight and then like, yeah and then with 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 Spider-Man I I'd like to think I don't I wouldn't rush into situations cuz yeah <laughs> yeah it was like with great responsibility no, <laughs> yeah. no the other way around with yeah. great strength comes great responsibility yeah great great powers come great, great responsibility power. uncle ben <laughs> <laughs> Like on the topic of like their powers, like if you were to have a power, which power would it be? It would be like it would be the the Tobey Maguire Spider Man that that shoots web 
out of his arms instead of having to the mechanically the, the, the Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ability is like is like naturally well well not naturally but like yeah it's a part of you. Yeah, and um, just the idea of like just swinging through the city is just so amazing. Like that's what I want to experience. I don't have to deal with traffic ever again. It's like <laughs> so good. You just swing, swing on by. Yeah. What is your uh, favorite piece of media? Like, um, doesn't have to be for like superheroes. Like, a, I guess comic book or show or book. Oh, there's there's so many. <laughs> oh no, there's so many. <laughs> um, I would, I would, I'll talk. I'll talk about one. I think um, the first anime I watched was Full Metal Alchemist, and I think that's one of my all-time favorites mm-hmm. because just the the storyline and how it developed the characters, I think, um, are very very interesting, and um, it's not one of those series that drags on forever, and so I was able to get closure pretty quickly. And uh, and the ending was was very satisfying, and so I'd say that's probably one of my favorite shows. Um, you know, on top of that, there's other ones like Avatar, Lord of the Rings, um, mm. Star Trek, the new Star Trek series. I really like. Yeah, you're um, like able to like end something. It's like a very satisfying feeling. Yeah. You to end something. Yeah, I I like I like stories that have an end. Like the only one <laughs> where I like I'm still following is One Piece, and it I don't know why I still follow it, but at this point I just invested too much time, so I I have to keep going. So for uh, shows, do you prefer a show that um, has that guarantees you you know your enjoyment like for the show or like a meaningful message for the show? I think. Or is it like a mix of both? I think I enjoyed like the idea of a meaningful message and um, mm, more, okay. I think more so on the idea that while watching it, it's thought provoking that like I can't just turn my mind off and watch it. Um, I think there's a place for movies like that. And sometimes I love watching those movies just because I want to turn my brain off. But in terms of enjoying a movie, I think um, is the, like... the ones that I have to think a bit about and and i think for that reason i i really really enjoy like thrillers so either like action thrillers or just thrillers in general where it's not like it's not like a horror movie but ones that like really play on that idea of suspense and like keeping you in that like state of questioning throughout the movie and those are my favorite movies mm, those cliffhangers yeah, yeah they always get you yeah 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 what kind of uh, media do you like? like? I think you already said you like um, thrillers and the suspense. Yeah, I um, I like watching movies. I I do. Wait, so do you prefer? I guess watching TV shows or like a movie? Like M- my preference is a movie. Mm, I like- I don't love watching TV just because the idea that I have to like watch it weekly like, it's only a very recent thing where they they release things yeah like as a whole and even now they're kind of moving away from that again where they release things weekly 
not that I have anything against TV shows, but I think with that, because the expectation for movies is like you go in, you get a really grand experience, and then when the sequel comes out, you have to wait for it, and then you are expecting something different or even grander. Uh, but with TV, it's that doesn't happen often. Often that doesn't happen. It's not commonplace where like as the series progresses you're getting like an elevated experience it's like after uh, a certain point they are in they have to maintain a certain expectation because of the the story that they've built and so yeah. they don't get as more like as many opportunities to explore new new areas of the story just because the expectations has been established already based on what's been shown so uh so it's like different i guess ways of different types of experiences for yeah. like the two of them yeah yeah yeah. on the topic of like i think you've watched like many much media um what do you personally uh think makes a good storyline or a plot i think what makes a good plot as a whole are are ones that don't have unnecessary like filler like even if it's a short sequence um i feel like sometimes movies would just add random additions that are often expository so they'll just try to explain something and really that interaction serves one purpose which is to tell the audience something mm. and i don't love those moments in movies just because I'm like I want to watch the movie I don't I just I don't want to just be explained everything through a character and so I think what makes a good story is one that explains itself without having to spell things out mm. or it's like yes instinctive you just yeah like as you observe and as they present certain things like you're able to pick up on different aspects of the movie um or or the storyline and that informs what happens next without them having to spell it out like a lot of times they'll be like oh like we can't lose this thing and you know they're gonna lose it in like 30 minutes <laughs> right it's like <laughs> it's like oh we're like this thing only is we're only able to get this through this person and you know like this person's gonna show up in 10 minutes for some random like, reason and then it's like wow yeah, it's wow, like, this just that. cannot happen. It's like, yeah, okay, it's it going just... to happen. So, though I don't love movies like that, but those are the ones where like I can turn my brain off and then just enjoy like, it for like... the entertainment. Do you have any advice or any um, uh, final remarks you want to make? for any of people listening um i i think the advice <laughs> advice is to go get your vaccine <laughs> yes if you can that's advice number one um but i think overall um something that i can speak to is i think if you are going through you know times of transition um, you know whether that's graduation whether that's you know finishing up even just a class um, oftentimes that's those are really good moments where you can 
look to experience and, and see what God is doing in your life. Um, even though as you're approaching those times of transition, it can be scary. It can be, um, I guess, a lot of uncertainties that are happening. Um, but I guess just personally, those are have always been the time where if I take the moment and take the time to step back, I'm able to kind of get a glimpse and experience a, a bit of what God has in store. And so that would be my advice for people going through, um, you know, different life transitions. Because I guess I think everyone goes through those transitions, yeah. whether big or small. And it's a, it's constant. You know, it's not just graduation isn't just the only transition that we have. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like very good um, advice, especially for lots of people. It's like it doesn't just target people who are graduating from a grade or graduating mm -hmm. high school or like doing just one thing. I think is generally good for like moving through life because like I think there's many people who just like get stumped at one part mm -hmm. um, during life. But yeah. Yeah. And I think like every every day you're or every, you know a lot of times you're in moments of transition um, and you can make a choice right pretty much that's what um, moments of transitions are you you're given a choice an opportunity to make choices to go one way or the other um, and recognizing those moments and realizing you don't just have to go the course is are, are opportunities for you to to seek and, and figure out where god is calling you so Okay, thank you, Andy, uh, for being our guest uh, for episode four of our Genesis uh, podcast. Mm -hmm.